0: Welcome to the Rise and Grind podcast. Today, I'm your host. I'm the CEO and founder of Rise Supplements, and we got Greg Helton here. He's the VP of Rise. Greg, What's introduce on, yourself.
1: My name is Greg. Um, I have just started working with Rise in the past three months or so, but uh, I've been good friends with Nick for the last, what do you say, three or four years? Something like that. <sighs> it's been about four years since we started. Yeah, so probably about the time you started. But um, yeah, I mean, I have uh, my industry background stretches over the past eight or nine years or so. Um, I've worked with a couple of different companies and a bunch of different aspects of the industry, I guess you'd say. So started in everything, branding, marketing, kind of worked my way into sales. What's your favorite aspect? Probably still sales, I would say. Really? Yeah. Sales relationships. It's more fun. What'd you do when you did marketing? Everything. Uh, my, my marketing job was not it wasn't as marketing as it might sound. It was uh, it was really more kind of like branding and creative, um, just because the company I was with wasn't really into like digital or doing much on spending. So right, it was really. So dying. what you guys don't know is
0: Greg used to do a lot of our graphic design.
1: I have and hopefully, before
0: he became to be the VP, but uh, so he's a talented graphic designer. Yes, that so does, does not do any
1: graphic design anymore. Labels
0: that you see, he actually uh, partook in some of them. Yeah, a few. So let's jump right into Rise. What on a day-to-day would you say you do
1: here? (laughs) Um, I I don't think that I have like a clear day-to-day. It's kind of just whatever needs to get done gets done. Uh, Like obviously it's a lot of relationship management, talking to accounts, uh, dealing with our manufacturer, kind of talking Nick off the ledge four or five hundred times a day. Sometimes more. (laughs) Sometimes more.
0: Uh, Let's jump into that. Let's talk about supply chain. Why are we struggling so much with supply chain right now?
1: So we are we obviously don't manufacture our own supplements so we do work with a contract manufacturer and um, obviously everyone knows what's going on with COVID what people you know outside of the industry don't understand is that COVID had lasting and will continue to have lasting effects on the industry just because a lot of not only ingredients but kind of plastics, materials, labels, any anything that really goes into getting a finished product done is permanently delayed for a little while. So well, it's a lot of that's like
0: it's almost like it's one thing after another, too. First is plastics, then it's citrulline, then yeah. it's beta alanine. It's like, what the fuck? When's it going to end?
1: Right, and it's it's because of a couple of things. So it's not just that, like, you know, these things stop getting made. It's that a lot of companies tried to get ahead of this and bought up a ton of it. Uh, prices got jacked up. Obviously, manufacturing overseas slowed down or shut down for a, a good period of time. So it's the perfect storm of <laughs> being out of stock at this point.
0: Let's talk about formula life. So... We've only manufactured at Formula Life. So for you guys watching, four years straight, Formula Life, great manufacturer. It's FDA certified, level three, NSF. It's got all the certifications in the world. Um, I know that you may have seen some manufacturers that don't meet those criterias. right? So I don't know much about it because I've only stuck with Formula Life. Tell me about kind of some other manufacturers out there.
1: So a lot of people, when they talk about this industry specifically, they say, you know, supplements aren't regulated by the FDA. Um, I don't, they're not approved by the FDA, but I would say that they're actually over-regulated by the FDA uh, compared to things like food or drugs. Right. The difference between a supplement manufacturer and, let's say, Pfizer or a pharmaceutical manufacturer is that most supplement manufacturers can't hand the FDA an envelope and say, go away. You know, so that's, that's why I think that they're a little, it's... When I say overregulated, don't get me wrong, I love that it's safe and everything, but I do feel like the FDA sometimes is pretty far-reaching. Uh, that being said, there are also a lot of brands that do things purposely wrong um, without getting into detail on people. Obviously, you know, it's it's getting a little bit more clear to consumers now with the reports that are coming out, but there's there's a lot of steps that are skipped. Well, that's why um,
0: you may see some, think positive, <laughs> uh, you may see some companies out there, actually some of our competitors, guys, that have product quicker and quicker restocks because of that. They're not following GMP right. guidelines that they set for themselves. They're definitely cutting corners, I guess you could say, right?
1: Well, it's definitely cutting corners. I mean, there's a lot of like little intricacies to CFR 111, which is the, the portion of the FDA manual that kind of regulates our industry. So what, trying to really like, without just calling people out. So give like a little bit of the details. When, when a, for, when a manufacturer like formula F takes an ingredient in from a vendor, there's a couple steps that they have to go through. So they have to pre-qualify that vendor. They need to test those raw ingredients, make sure that they're matching up with what they're supposed to be. They need to test them for micros, make sure that they're not dirty. They don't have, you know, high levels of metal, whatever it might be. Right. But they have to wait for those test results to get back before that ingredient can be released to get into the actual batch, right? So you know that's where these longer lead times are coming in especially now with you know it's slower to get the product or the ingredients so it's slower to test them slower to release them well too we've also so what
0: Greg didn't touch on we have had a massive influx in demand right so alongside of this covid issue our demand is through the roof so
1: yeah so that's what i mean by um, a perfect storm so it's yeah. not only the supply chain it's supply chain plus you know quadrupling quintupling business at the yeah. same time it's it's plus rough. you
0: got vitamin shop we thrown in right uh, doing very good in there the first month. Internationally, we're in 26 countries. Right. Just brick and mortar alone throughout right. the United States and online has just been hard.
1: Yeah, am um, going to use this platform real quick to talk to my personal accounts a little bit. I'm not ignoring you guys, just trying to get product so I can actually, you know, deliver what we need to deliver to you guys.
0: Of course, and we don't want to deliver and then run out of product so you guys aren't with product, then out of stock, then with product, out of stock. We're trying to supply chain first. So Greg and I have actually been only doing supply chain, and it's not even our best suit. So it's probably not a good thing that we're doing that around the clock, but it's what's needed. So Yeah, I mean, it's what, at this it. point,
1: it's, it's what has to be focused on first. So that's why, you know, day-to-day, I would love for my day-to-day to be a little bit more clear and, you know, be able to, you know, deal with my accounts a little bit more, deal with actually doing the fun stuff when it comes to running a brand, like product development, new products, new flavors, some right. cool ideas you know, work with our influencers more. Which but we got. yeah, We got coming. Somehow we are still getting that done. So.
0: so one thing that we do great here is use patent ingredients as much as possible, Pat- trademark ingredients as much as possible. What is the advantage? So I know, but I want you to explain it to the consumers, what the advantages of using these ingredients and in studies that they do?
1: Um, well, first I'd say that, you need to make sure that we're using, like, we use the proper trademarked ingredients. There are a lot right. of um, trademarked ingredients out there where companies will, and this is something consumers really don't know. So they're always asking for the trademarked version of certain ingredients when wh- I would say that the studies on those ingredients are kind let's, of...
0: Let's go through one, like, citicoline. Okay. You know, you got Cognizant. Right. All right, let's go through that.
1: Yeah, so something like that. I mean, obviously, those are, le- they're, they're different forms of mm-hmm. the raw ingredient, where a lot of times what a company will do is they will just trademark a certain or do clinical studies on a certain dose of a generic ingredient, and then they'll sell you that generic ingredient for an increased price just because they've done the studies on it. Right. So if you're getting a generic version of, I don't know, let's say beta-alanine, and then you're also getting the patented version of beta-alanine that everyone uses, it's the same exact thing. There's really no difference.
0: And the only benefit in using Carnison is you can use your case studies.
1: Right, you can use a case you can make claims that you are using the clinical dose at 3.2 grams, things like that. And don't get me wrong, it's not wrong. It's just a lot of consumers don't understand that you are really getting the same thing.
0: Speaking of beta-alanine.
1: Speaking of beta-alanine. You
0: want to talk about beta-alanine?
1: If you want to talk about beta-alanine. Beta-alanine
0: is one of my favorite ingredients in sports nutrition. So it has right. this bad rep because you have to hit a saturation point. Right, But people that claim that, take creatine. Right. Creatine's got a saturation point. There's a lot of
1: ingredients that have saturation, and
0: the performance benefit from beta alanine is from three to two percent. Can you imagine having a three percent, three to two to three percent lift on your performance?
1: Yeah, think about that. But put it in like I like to put things into financial perspective. Think about if you were three percent richer. You know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but that's you know that's that pays bills for a month. That pays pays for a lot of extra things. So like when you're talking about a three percent increase in performance, it makes a difference. Yeah, I mean. To me, like for a little bit of burn and a performance increase,
0: fuck yeah, give me that shit.
1: Yeah, for sure. And honestly, it's, Any it's also,
0: thats all we're looking for for supplements. That's
1: the other thing, and you know, it's getting a bad rap because it's being it's being spoken about by industry pundits and gurus or whatever as being useless. And it's not useless. It's no. definitely. It's just people don't realize what it's used for. So a lot of people, a lot of you know, general consumers think that it's just for the itch and the you know the tingly feeling. To not. feel
0: it when it kicks in. That is it. That is. But so it's a lactic like acid stream, buffer,
1: then. right? But it, um, it but it's a lactic acid buffer. So what it really does is it prevents your body from building lactic acid. It helps you get a couple more reps out, increases endurance. Like there's there's real benefits to it. And what
0: people don't understand is you're going to build a tolerance to it. Yeah, yes, of the first time you're going to feel it, but it's you're, the more you take it, the better you're going to feel
1: for sure. So. And again, like it's a saturation supplement, so it's something you should take consistently.
0: Yeah. Well, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um see what else we have here more doesn't mean better in pre-workout jake what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) more doesn't mean better in pre-workout uh less is more right so when we're we're talking about pre-workout so we've already teased that we're coming out with an old pre-workout by this point um let's talk a little bit about what it is in terms of the best and why it's so extreme i hate that word what best yeah well, it's, the best well, out, it's the best out there right now. Right, the best out there All right okay, okay, most loaded.
1: Right, the most loaded for sure. But, like, I mean, you and I are a perfect example, right? Like, nitrates hit me way harder. They they work for me better in terms of, like, a pump and getting volume in my muscles, while citru- citrulline works better for you. Dude, we were talking yesterday about citrulline
0: malate. People look down on citrulline malate. Right. But I was telling you that 6 grams of citrulline malate, which is really 3 grams. 4 grams
1: of pure l citrulline. It's, it's
0: 1 to 1. Oh. So 3 grams. In the core. Yeah, right. Okay. So you're talking three grams of citrulline. um, I lost my train of thought. And then three grams of malic Malic acid. acid. That hits me better because the malic acid does help it absorb for me better. Right. Um, And these people that are putting malic acid on their label claim, which they shouldn't be, it's actually not enough malic acid to absorb that citrulline.
1: Right. And they're usually putting it in the other ingredients where they're not disclosing how much they're putting in there. It's, I mean... It, again, it's one of those things that gets a bad rap because it's misunderstood. You know, like L, pure L-citrulline is great. And it does obviously absorb better with malic acid, which is why when you're taking citrulline malate... But again, that's just me. Right. Like for and, some people, maybe it doesn't. And that's, that's kind of my point and why I hate the word best. Because like there are people out there that can take the general C4 and love it. And you know what? If it works for you, it works for you. It's not, in my opinion, the best pre-workout. It's not the best for you for performance at all. But if it works for certain people and that's what it takes to get them going, like this is all... It's all about personal well, goals and fitness, right? So
0: so that's the reason why before you got here, we have a nitrate base and we have a citrulline base. Right. We did that on purpose, guys. Like nitrates, you want to talk about the difference between nitrates and citrulline quick? Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, they work through different... As, as
0: far as how it it's broken down and it's going to react differently to everybody...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they work through different ATP pathways, right? So, like, your body produces energy in a couple of different ways. So, citrulline obviously mm-hmm. works through the ornithine complex, where the nitrates, I honestly don't know the details on how that works. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of just gets absorbed straight through your bloodstream yep. instead of converting to different amino acids in your body. But, again, regardless of the science behind it, it's they work differently for different people. So, that's why, for me, nitrates over the last, like, six, seven years, I've just noticed that I felt more. That's why I do like our blackout.
0: Yeah, me too, except for it's too strong. Yeah. Hits yeah. me too hard. So, guys, to, to touch on our loaded versus our blackout, there's a different – it's the same milligrams of total caffeine yielded, but in the blackout, you're only going to get – you're, actually, you're going to get 370 milligrams of anhydro, so it's going right. to hit you like a train right away versus 300 milligrams in the loaded.
1: Right, it's that front-end energy versus how and it back. tapers off at the end. Yeah. Right.
0: Um, nootropics. Talk about some vancomene.
1: I love thinkamine. So, again, I'm a, I'm a giant nootropic guy. Um, I'm the person who kind of sits down and, and does work all day at my desk and tries to take, you know, different nootropics. And I've done everything, obviously. Like, I've done modafinil, which is not exactly a supplement, but it's uh, the movie Limitless was based on that. So, thinkamine was cool. Like, when I, when I first took the, um, the loaded pre-workout, when we were taking samples of it, like, I love a nice pump and focus pre-workout. So, like, don't get me wrong. I love caffeine, too. I obviously drink a ton of it a day. So, like, you know, when it's 300, 400 milligrams, it doesn't affect me too much. So the focus portion of this, I think a lot of people underestimate the value of that in a pre-workout. Isn't that what
0: a pre-workout is? Right, I mean. Isn't that why the pump category, so, you know, when I go back to when I took dietary supplements, the pump category kind of came about because you stack it with a pre-workout. Right. pre-workout, for me, was intended to be focus and energy. Yeah. Primarily with a little bit of pump.
1: Right, I mean that's where like, like think about like your old pre workout like jacked. Yeah, like that straight was, energy. What was that a two and a half gram scoop? Not even like a two gram scoop. You used to have those
0: ultra scoops. Remember, mm-hmm. it was like really yeah, small. Yeah, there's no pump concentra- ingredients in there. You used mean, to call it concentrate.
1: Right, right. So that's like the smallest scoop you could possibly get to get the craziest Just first energy. Yeah. Now but let's be honest here. Like there's DMAA in there and a bunch of other no, things. No, I, that, yeah, you know,
0: I understand, but when I was growing up, and then that's when the pump mm-hmm. category came in, and it so was separated you- at first. Right, so you can get right. a great focus. Folk- I mean it's still separate. I still separate mine. Yeah. I find a great pre-workout loaded and I stack these with it. So this has been kind of a topic of debate recently. Um, if you want to kind of go into So, I mean why these would be used and why they are beneficial.
1: So I had a conversation on TikTok yesterday, a long-winded conversation with a consumer fan troll. I, whatever you want to call them. Um, so basically like he didn't understand why we would make pump caps instead of just overdosing our pre-workout with efficacious doses. First of all, our pre-workouts, every single one of them are all efficaciously dosed. The thing is, is like for me, I used to, when I was a personal trainer, I used to, my last uh, client used to leave at like nine 10 o'clock and I would like to yeah. lift late. Right. But then I would also have six, 7am classes, or I would have more clients in the morning if it was weekend. So I didn't want to take, you know, 300, 400 milligrams of caffeine. So back then I used to take either a non-stim pre-workout with just pump ingredients and have, you know, half a cup of coffee, or I would like quarter scoop a strong pre-workout. So that's what it is, right? Like if you love blackout, but you're not, you're working out at 930 at night, you don't want to take 400 milligrams of caffeine. You'll never go to sleep, right? So you can quarter scoop that a little bit of energy, a little bit of focus, but obviously those pump ingredients are perfect for a night pre-workout. You still want the performance, you still want the focus, but
0: you can't make everybody happy.
1: Yeah. You're never, and that's,
0: that's the bottom line. Just give options. Yeah, and um, I mean, if we made something with everything under the sun in it, which we did, and it's coming, guys. Uh, people are going to complain like, "Oh, it's too much." Mm-hmm. It is. It is too much for everyday.
1: And it's also like the placebo effect is real. Like uh, you know, you can see a ridiculous on paper supplement facts panel, and you might think it's working better for you. It's probably not. You can only
0: you can only get so much of a pump.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like your
0: arms aren't going to explode one day. Like guys, you can only Pretty sure. <laughs> Depends on what you're taking. Yeah, um, you can only open up your blood vessels and get so much blood in your muscles. Like, you can take as much citrulline as you want; it's not going to make a difference. No, I mean, at there, some point
1: there comes a point where you're also not absorbing the ingredient anymore, right. and that's different for everyone. It's not like again; I'm sure there are studies that say that there's some max dose of absorbed citrulline. I can guarantee you right now, if you test ten people, all ten will have different levels of that. Well, so everybody
0: not, reacts differently, too. Right, I react better to like four grams.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like the, um, I like loaded the amount of citrulline that's in loaded. It feels nice for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that's my kind of range. And that's why in our new, um, pre-workout, I'll kind of tease it a little bit. We put three different forms. Right. Um, so it works through different pathways, different ways. Like,
1: and the other thing is like, you can't really expect every general consumer to kind of go on PubMed or read like, you know, NCBI and read like the real studies and Furthermore, understand them. Ninety percent
0: right? so, don't. So, like, when you're looking at the more brand, percent, yeah,
1: yeah, like, so you trust the brand to give you some education. But again, like, I'm I'm a big proponent of everyone reacts differently to everything. So, why not just give options? Figure out what works best for you. If you like our core, <laughs> I love our core. I love it too. You know, it's. I mean, you could say that it's it's our lighter, more moderate, more beginner pre workout. But I mean, I know what I want out of a pre workout, and it works for me. Well, too, like some
0: days, like you're looking at the lineup right here, guys, um, on YouTube. There's three different ones. Like, yeah. I take different ones every day. Me too, and like, it depends take, on when
1: I'm working out. I don't or wh- take
0: blackout every day. I don't no. you know, like, th- this still has time released in it. Like, it like last night when we were here, guys, we were here packing until 10, 10 o'clock at night, 9.30 at night. Mm-hmm. And then we were going to lift. Like, I wasn't going to take one of these with time release. You could take core. No, I was
1: probably going to take the core pink blast. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to
0: wear off. Mm-hmm. And it tastes great. It's a great experience. It's got a good focus. It's got mm-hmm. a great pump. Right. But also, mm-hmm. like... You know, it's got two grams of beta alanine. So if you're not into that itch factor and butthole yeah, it's sting nice or whatever they call bottles. it, <laughs> you, you're still getting your beta alanine and building up your saturation point. Right. And who said, I think I saw this from somebody, um, one of the influencers, like, who said the magic? Again, everybody's different. Like... The buildup of beta alanine in your system. There's no magic number. It's not like when you hit 96 grams, all of a sudden saturated. your lactic acid stops. Yeah, right. you're saturated. It's like,
1: it's a timed thing. So like your body's going to periodically produce or buffer lactic acid better it's over just like the course. Healing,
0: of, right, like right. you get a cut. Everyone's going to heal differently at different rates. Like your body's going to absorb it differently. So like don't. We're all about
1: healing after this uh, wisdom tooth surgery.
0: Fucking heal great. That's yeah, why.
1: Your, your healing saturation point's like great. 90% there. 98%. 98%. So I'm good to go. <laughs> okay. Really quick.
0: But well, my point is like everybody's different. Don't look too much into these studies because there's a very wide range of studies. Like if you look at a citrulline study, there's a three gram, there's a 10 gram. And just like Greg said, everybody's going to react differently. So you don't know where you sit in that. Right. And that's the same with beta alanine. That's the same with creatine saturation. So don't like look too much into the studies. But don't grab something way underdosed. I see some pre-workouts out there that have, like, a gram of citrulline in it. Right. It's like, bro, don't,
1: don't take that. I was, I was talking to somebody, and I th- they were, um in college, not an athlete or anything, definitely not, like, a high-level athlete, and they were talking about, like, missing a couple grams of protein a day. Let me be the first to say, we are always going to formulate our products to be efficaciously dosed. We're going to follow the, the clearest signs that we can, obviously. But if you are not the highest-level Olympic athlete on the planet, one to five grams of protein a day is not going to change your life. Your even body's if, not going to. Even if you are, even if you are, you're not going to notice it. Like you got to think about something. Like Michael Phelps is eating twelve thousand calories a day. You think if he has eleven thousand nine hundred and ninety, it's gonna it's gonna affect his performance. He's gonna you know it's that is not how this works. But the general population purchasing dietary supplements is a gram here, a gram there, it's not gonna change your life. That being said, obviously we as a you know, a brand have the responsibility of dosing things efficaciously and giving people what they want. It's just, you know, people have this like milligram fear and it's just not there. It's not correct. No, no, no.
0: And 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 that even brings me to the pill, the pump cap versus the pump powder. Right. Like we're getting a lot on that. And yes, our pump powder is better. It has more ingredients in it. It's better dosed. But, of course, it's a powder. Like, do you want to bring another bottle to the gym and be scooping it in? And most people don't even have a shaker. They're putting it into a bottle and right. spilling it everywhere in the air. you got to worry about mixing your pre-workout. Or do you want to just pop four caps
1: right? and yeah, some still people, get a great pump with it? Some people don't like capsules. Some people, like, they prefer capsules. I had a, a customer reach out to me asking if they can uh, unscrew our capsules of fat burner Dude. and drink it. And I was like, that's going to taste terrible and probably burn. But so, like, some people like the, you know, powder right. fat burners does
0: it with these, and he said it doesn't change the taste of the loaded pre-workout at all He just puts I swear them right that's in.
1: so hard to believe that's herbal he ingredients just like from from my history of manufacturing smell terrible like if you crack one of these caps open i'm sure it's not gonna be the most pleasant experience your well, life a lot of
0: it's based around whey too
1: like right yeah so that's gonna, these are they have the peptides in here right so that's and drive. yeah
0: um but i mean if it works for you it works for you again find what works
1: and th- again it's not yeah like you can definitely empty these out and throw them in a pre-workout if you just prefer to take it all in one scoop i know a lot of people don't um, i think it
0: would hit quicker too because you don't have to digest the capsule before yeah
1: i mean know? it definitely would yeah. again like so for me like i find what works personally for me like for me i like to eat an hour and a half to two hours prior to my workout just so i'm completely digested and my metabolism's not working pancakes? on pancakes oh god oh wait you just say pancakes. pancake pancake Pancake? Singular. Chocolate but chip. um yeah it was like the size of six short stacks but um yeah, so I mean, like, I'll take my pump caps, like, 30 to 40 minutes prior to my workout, and then I'll take my pre-workout 15 to 20 minutes prior, just because I know how they hit, right? Yeah. So I know, like, when the gelatin's going to dissolve, or at least for me, so just works better.
0: Yeah. I just throw something down, and you still got to get in there and work, guys. Yeah, the other these thing is... These things aren't going to, like,
1: so make like, your physique. What I want everyone to do is go look up the definition of supplement, right? And the real definition is in addition to, right? So these are not, like... You can't, like, you could sit here and take supplements all day, but if your diet's not on point, your training's not on point, your sleep's not on point, your mental health's not on point, they're not going to work the way they're supposed to. Well, like to literally supplement. It's to supplement your your diet, diet. your actual diet, right? So, you know, you can't get the right amount of amino acids unless you're eating six steaks a day. Right? It's why people take amino acids. It's why people take proteins. That's why it's, it's very hard at, you know, 225 pounds for me to get 200 plus grams of protein. I was talking a
0: day. about that yesterday. Like, right. Do you know how hard it is even for myself to get 150 grams in? Right. It's like, especially with our lifestyle,
1: especially I people like working. six, seven like, hours without eating. Yeah. Like who, who go?
0: I mean, there are people that meal prep their chicken and the night before. And don't get me wrong. Like food sources are better. Yeah,
1: for sure. They're more bioavailable. They,
0: but if you can't get it's it muscle. in, have a protein shake.
1: Yeah. It's great still. And if you do get it in, you don't have to have a protein shake. It's don't just, buy it. it's don't just buy easier it. and that's the thing like, That's great. Not, they are supplements at the end of the day. Yeah. So anyone who comes out and says like, you know, you look at these guys on stage at Mr. Olympia and they're they're repping their their supplement companies. Yeah. Let's be real. No. You know, they're they're helping, but they're not <laughs> that physique's not built on uh I'm... No, that's why <laughs> I
0: talk about like my favorite I, I've been asked before like what's your favorite supplement and it's pre-workout for me because because right, you feel it. Not only do I feel it, it just it gets me ready. Right. Like, I'm going to get a better lift if I don't have it. And it's experience for me. That's kind of like before I started Rise, like when I picked a brand, it was the experience of opening this bottle, right? smelling it, putting it in, how it mixed, smelling it again when I popped the cap, drinking it, right. the flavor. It's the whole the, thing. The fizz, the, you know, how I felt. And that's, like, that's a big thing behind branding.
1: Yeah, and uh, what's funny about that is I was, I was arguing – I didn't even say argue. I was, I was having a heated discussion with another brand owner recently. <laughs> a heated discussion. Actually. A heated discussion with another brand You're owner arguing. recently. Yeah, no. I mean, but they made the comment that like, you know, certain things. We're actually talking about collaborations and they said it's not necessary, right? Like, Sunny D, is Sunny D necessary? Could we just do like a tangy citrus flavor and it would be good? Yeah, we can. But what separates But everybody brands? could do that. Right. And which is fine. And you know what? If you like another citrus flavor over Sunny D, don't buy it. It's completely fine. But to say that like to do only what's necessary, that is, like, our, our civilization would never evolve yeah, that's if bullshit. that's what people did. Like, you're always trying to step up. You're always trying to get better. You're always trying to do different things. It's not like we're charging more for the Sunny D, right? No. So there's no gimmick to it. It's the same exact thing. We're we're actually, not for nothing, we're making less money. Right? We're A spending more to develop this product and sell it for the exact same thing because at the end of the day, the most important thing is customer experience. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, it's cool. That's 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 really all it is. Like, there's no... There's no big story behind it. There's no, like, weird little authenticity thing behind uh-huh. it. It's just, it's something that, that makes it a little bit more unique than the next brain. Wait, That's so you're all.
0: telling me that my citrulline isn't better than anyone else's?
1: No, nope, it is probably... Uh, actually, our Shit. citrulline is likely better than other people just because of right, the, right, the right, processes right. that formula my, goes my through. My point to that comment is
0: everybody's citrulline is the same citrulline. Beta right. alanine is beta alanine. There's no secret beta alanine that we're using, guys. Here's the
1: dirty little secret about the supplement industry, and I can say this because we don't have any, but... A fish oil product. So most of your fish oil capsules and your liquid capsules come from the exact same manufacturing in the United States. So they can all have different, you know, pretty branding. They can all be sold on Amazon for, you know, 10 to $20 different from each other, but they're from the exact same place.
0: Not here yet. I'm that's the dirty little secret. It it is here. Yeah, no, and that's, you know, I love being transparent too with people. Yeah. Like, guys, nothing's different. Our combinations are better. Our pre-workouts, I guarantee, cost more than most pre-workouts on the market for us to make. Again, like you said, we don't charge more for that. We pay a hell of a lot more, though, for it. We're yeah. losing money on it, but we and want we to bring put that in, experience to
1: you. Forget about the for like the intrinsic cost, right? Like think about the amount of time that we spend making it happen. How much I talked to Harvest Hill. How much we we go back and forth with approvals. How many different flavor samples it took, and how much we how many
0: different designers and right. How and, much
1: how much we spent on just R and D, and just and those are extrinsic costs that you can't really like you can't factor them in. But it's worth doing because it's it's just innovation. Like that's what innovation is, right? Otherwise, we'd your, still be on horse and buggy. To they Your work. point
0: too. The most important thing if you don't take Rise, look at where it's being manufactured. Guys, you're putting this in your body.
1: Ask the brand.
0: Ask them. Yeah, They don't
1: have to tell you. Uh, most manufacturers don't disclose their customers. They sign NDAs. Most brands don't disclose their manufacturers. Um, a lot of times that's for, I mean, think about it. Like, how do I explain this without just calling someone out? Um, if you are going to get your food at McDonald's, like, you know, it's being made back there, Right. You, you don't want them to like walk out the back door and then come back in and hand you your food. And you're like, okay, where'd you just go to get my food? Right? Like you know where you're buying your product. So now why is that not the same thing with sports nutrition? Why would a brand not tell you where they're manufactured? Because the first thing you're going to do is Google it. Right. And then when you Google it, what's going to happen? You're you going to see, gonna see FDA reports. Yeah. You're going to yeah. see indictments. You're going to see name changes for manufacturers. You're going to see, you know, all these cool TikTok brands coming out there and saying, I have the best product in the world, but do you know what's actually in the bottle? No. Are you sure? Are you sure it went through the right testing processes? Are you sure that that's not on a warning list somewhere that you just haven't seen?
0: Right. And guys, I can tell you, like, oh, 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 he's got to chase it down.
1: I can tell you by experience,
0: like, you're putting this in your body. We are older. You want to watch what you're putting in your body. Like, it might be cool, you think, to take, like, DHMA right now. Shit ain't cool. Ten years from now, like, you don't want to abuse that kind of stuff. No, and I mean, like,
1: Look, like I said, the FDA is relatively overreaching, in my opinion, um, which is called what it is. The FDA is a government entity, right? So, instead of
0: hmm. What we got here? Speaking of collaborations, what's up? Turn that one around. Um, turn that one around.
1: So, I mean, you can see that this is formula. If this is from our manufacturer, it just got delivered. It's samples of two two new collaborations, actually, that we're working on right now. But um, where I was going with that is that the FDA is. Really, it's capped. Yeah, so the FDA is, um, it's a government entity, right? So without calling them lazy, they're lazy. So like what they're, they're not going to do is go out and prove that a, a dietary ingredient is a safe and effective, right? They're not going to go ahead and do that. They're going to force the brands to. And a lot of brands don't want to take some of these gray area ingredients, spend the money to run tests on them. So is DMHA healthy? I don't know. There's a lot of studies that say it's pretty dangerous. Well, is it—is it terrible for you? More terrible than most of the other processed foods and stuff you're putting in your body? Who knows? But what I do know is that it's not a dietary ingredient. So it's not recognized as one. So if you have a bottle right here that says dietary supplement at the bottom and there's DMHA on the back, that's illegal. That's called label adultering. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Something else I wanted to say. Careful. Anyways, to the point. Guys, if you don't pick RISE and you want to know if a brand that you're thinking about picking is a good product to put in your body, ask me. I'll tell you the truth.
1: Yeah, for sure. There, I mean, there's a lot of supplements. I care that about you
0: guys more than buying from Rise. We're, we're okay. We're doing okay. We right.
1: Don't. And there's a lot of things that we don't make. You know, there's a lot of single ingredients we don't make. There's a yeah. lot of different, uh, I guess.
0: Vegan protein right now. Uh, whatever
1: right. it may be. Yeah, for sure.
0: Ask either of us or any of our athletes and we'll be honest with you. Yeah.
1: And if our athletes don't know or they try to just pimp Rise, ask us. We'll yep. tell you the truth. Sup Wolf, Sup Wolf,
0: Rye CEO, get it,
1: <laughs> get it. <laughs>
0: With let's go, uh, come to an end. Upcoming collaborations, companies that do it wrong, companies that do it wrong. <coughs> Jake, what are you talking about there? Let's dig in. Oh, Pink Starburst. <laughs> you can't say Pink Starburst.
1: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Okay. I want to speak on both ends of Made this.
0: Made with Oreo bits? You can't say that.
1: Yeah, I've I mean look, I well, I'll speak on both ends of this. Um up until what three years ago or so, there was almost no there was no brands in the industry in, in our direct cold stone. So it's a I, collaboration. I will say that the the actual first industry licensed collaboration in this industry was Gear Neutra. And they did Coldstone before BSN did it. Still cold stone? I know this because I was gonna make it at my old That's manufacturer. Just, that being said, that is, that is the first licensed collaboration that's ever hit this industry. A lot of people will say they're the first, they're lying to you. Um, but like I just said on a recent post, the first is not necessarily the best. The best is the best, right? So like, I don't really care to be first market with anything. What I care to do is push the envelope and be best market and consistently work to be better than everyone else. So like, yeah, there's a lot of brands out there. There are a couple brands right now doing licensed collaborations. Very, very right. I haven't seen many doing it completely wrong, besides the one that are just infringing on trademarks. Yeah, I think you, that's, that's what he wanted to touch right. on.
0: Um, no, I don't. I don't think any or you know one did it wrong, and the reason they did it wrong because they were going bankrupt and they're um, not in business anymore. Yeah, so. nobody should have given them license Anyways, that that kind of hurt the industry a little bit. But uh, there's very few that are doing it and doing it right. And right. you know, Ghost is one of them.
1: Ghost is doing, doing it right. Great job. I think Action sludge is doing a Great
0: job. Yeah.
1: G Fuel definitely did it right with a lot of their license collaborations.
0: I even think uh GNC's doing it cool with like Jolly Rancher.
1: Right. Yeah. Hey, you them. don't you don't notice it much because it's like a house brand, but they yeah. are doing it right. I mean, they're definitely putting the work in for it.
0: You got us, and then you know, some people say diamondized, but that's not a license because that's their brand. Yes, yeah, so I wanted something. to
1: talk about that. There's a lot on that post on TikTok you had a yeah, lot of people. Yeah. Oh, you didn't mention diamondized. Look. Well, Post Holdings owns dimatize. So it's not a license. So it's not a license collaboration. It's their own product because Post Holdings owns, you know.
0: On the same end, yes, they're doing it right. No,
1: they're doing it 100% doing it right. It's a Look, and I also don't want to say that the brands that are, like there are brands that are infringing on trademarks. That's, you never want to do copyright infringement, obviously. But before the real license collaborations, everyone was trying to mimic kind of a nostalgic flavor. So it was just part of the evolution of the industry. Because not for nothing, like if there weren't all of those close to copyright infringement, like, mimics, I don't think that that like, iconic brands like Sunny D would have realized the demand for a real, authentic collaboration.
0: It wouldn't make it that much more special, either. Like, right,
1: exactly. Because like, like,
0: cool, they got Sunny D. Yeah,
1: but, but if so many people weren't trying to fake it from the beginning... Right, we're the ones
0: that have it. Right, exactly. That's what makes it cool. Right. Uh, some up-and-coming collaborations we have, too. Some We're trying to get a little interesting here, so I can tell you we have movie collaborations coming. Mm-hmm. Not going to tell you what movies, but... Um, we're trying to push the envelope. We're not just trying to do flavors. We are doing flavors. We are doing candies. Uh, we got some great proteins in the works. Um, want to just tell them? Yeah. No, I just want to go eat it. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, we we got a lot of cool, exciting things. We are going to be try to be the first to market in some things. Of course, yeah. that's always cool to do. But like Greg said, we want to be best to market and. Damn. The thunder think so um texas man you guys got jesus fucking you brought it (laughs) hasn't rained has it
1: i brought the thunder
0: fucking brought it um we want to do things right so keep an eye out we're you know with knoll's knoll's gonna have an official license to it it's right here actually we're about to go test it again and that's another thing we do different than a lot of places too we uh since we're directly integrated with formula life we test products rigorously. yeah Wait, did I say that right? Rigorous. Rigorously. Rigorously. (laughs) Yeah. That one. A lot. We test them a lot. Um, So, yeah, none of this shit's released without multiple tests and multiple people doing it. I love when people ask me, like, oh, you can't like every flavor. I'm like, bro, I fucking taste test them before i release them of course yeah. i like them to a certain extent yeah i do not like this everyone has any favorites delivery, like, I, I
1: have favorites yeah like i don't I, I can rank them i wouldn't prefer the fruity crunch but i can tell you it's probably one of the best fruity flavors of protein that i've ever tried it's my
0: least favorite but i still Me drink so. it because i approved it right and um, because so.
1: to bring it right back to the beginning we like giving options there are people that don't like peanut butter flavors people who are allergic to peanut butter flavors people that don't like chocolate flavors sergeant <laughs> 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 um so, I mean, that's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, I saw another comment. Someone's like,
0: oh, you can't taste test every flavor as your company's growing I, I
1: manufacture 10 minutes down the road.
0: I will taste test every fucking flavor.
1: Yeah. I'm from New York. I flew here specifically to taste this product. That's right.
0: And I will not never not. But, yeah. And yes, I taste tested in my WeWork when I started this brand. Mm-hmm. Now I'm taste testing in our 25,000 square foot facility. We will taste test. I and taste try it in my 900 square foot apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're still in that apartment going to get you out here. Pay me more. <laughs> <laughs> Fly out here. It's cheaper. <laughs> um, pull a Jake. Pull a Jake. You moved in like, what was that? Like four days? This dude moved in four days. He just said, He makes quick
1: decisions, obviously.
0: <laughs> it, it was the best decision of his life, though, right, Jake? <laughs>
1: yeah. See? It's great. I believe it. Dude, Love if Jake I wasn't know. here, no,
0: if you guys don't follow Jake, Jake's huge part to Rise, and he actually. He's also my adopted son. He so. was. <laughs> If he wasn't here, we probably wouldn't have got half the shit done we wanted to. Yeah. He was out there fucking Joe Dirt, drilling holes in the ground. Jake built a fence this morning. Built finished building a fence, fence, fence this morning. This morning. Yeah. Almost he finished. built
1: the whole fucking fence. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Pretty awesome. But
0: yeah, anything else you want to talk about before we...
1: No, just... Um,
0: I... I'm going to turn it to you. I did a lot of talking and questions. What do you got? You want to ask me anything?
1: <sighs> I know everything. I've been talking to you for four years. We talk every second of the day. Um, I, don't know. I don't have any questions. How do we meet? How do we start talking? Justin. Justin, right? Yeah. So, so all right. So, long story short, I um, I have a, a friend who's, who's local to me who started working for other sports nutrition companies. We kind of met through mutual friends slash social media, whatever it might be. And uh, I was the CMO of my last company, and I needed to hire a couple more graphic designers, and he... Besides myself, I will say that I'm. I'm really. I am actually pretty humble with this stuff. But I will say that in our industry specifically, the there's only one designer that I would consider better than me, and I think it's Justin, Justin Miali. Um So I hired him over at my last company. He uh, he partnered with us to actually develop his own. Don't brand look at him the up. Time. He's busy enough. He's definitely busy enough. Don't hire him either. Yeah, we don't pay him enough. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Justin to for a raise. Um, but so I hired him at my last company. Um. We became pretty good friends. We collaborated on a brand uh, with the former company and himself. So, and then he introduced me to Nick because they had worked together in the past. And um, I don't know, it just turned into, for some reason, me and Nick started talking all the time. He would call me every time he had a question about the industry. He would, you know, call me anytime he had a question about a product. And we used to just shoot the shit constantly. We always talked about working together. And then it was like, you know, I, I kind of let him know that I was thinking about leaving my last company. And he was like, he was like, all right, I think it's time. I think we're, we're growing too fast. Yeah. And then I got here and I realized how much he needed to hire me probably a year ago. But Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't like to is. poach.
0: Um, I want you to make that's the decision when you want to come over. But, um, yeah, that's pretty much how it happened on a real note. Look at how big this fucking scoop is. Oh my God. That's one scoop, guys. This is a, yeah, a two-scoop two two serving. Two-scoop two scoops serving. Yeah. This is
1: a for me. We didn't want to put a shovel in the bottle.
0: A lot. Like, to compare it. Let's, let's see. Is this open? Yeah compare it here's a loaded scoop and that's just full like size. One, like yeah it's ridiculous probably a
1: quarter guys. quarter of the scoop size right
0: yeah it's ridiculous so be on the lookout for that we're gonna actually go lift right now in our gym here if you guys don't know we got a full gym um we're gonna open it for you guys to come i don't think we're gonna have memberships but we're gonna have day passes so
1: plan a trip to dallas yep and if i'm here at the time we got a work out mm-hmm. in and uh I'll hear us yelling back here about something.
0: Shoot a podcast, yeah. Rising Grind podcast. This is number one of many, many more to come. Cool. I'm the host today. Jake might be tomorrow. Who knows? Do I got to exit noise? Like, subscribe,
1: comment. <laughs> like, like, subscribe, subscribe comment. comment. Rise CEO, the Sup Wolf. Rise subs. Rise underscore subs.
0: Yep. If you don't follow Noel, you probably do follow Noel. Probably. Follow Jake.
1: Rise. I don't know how to say your last name, Jake. Okey. Ol- Oki, nice. Jake Oki, Yeah. Just look him up. Yeah, just look him up. Who fucking cares?
0: (laughs) Rise Gym, make sure you follow Rise Gym. We're going to be putting a lot of cool stuff on there. Uh, Every athlete that comes in, we're going to do stuff on there, so follow that too, guys. Right. Thanks for your time. Cool. Peace.